Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Real Deal Report today. It is Thursday, October 15th, 2020. I'm your host today, Mike Barra. I'm here with Dean Ryan in Austin, Texas. They're actually somewhere in the jungle hunting Colonel Kurtz is where uh, where Dean Ryan is today. And Kristen Megan in Michigan. Thank you guys for coming. It's great to have you here. Let's get right to it with the real news. I guess the first thing to come up, and I want to get both you guys' opinions on this, is The Purge. YouTube today uh, started to purge a bunch of conservative accounts, accounts that are called QAnon accounts. Jo Jordan Sather went down. X22 was removed. Red Pill 78, who Dean and I were going to be doing a show with in the in the near future, was taken off. All these accounts were attacked. Ours was not, but I think it's only a matter of time before they get to us. It is uh, the breadth of the the censorship going on on the internet now is just really off scale high. It's phenomenal. That is in addition to yesterday, uh, the, the press secretary of the United States of America for the president, Kayleigh McEnany, had her account frozen because she dared to share a link to a news story about a real legitimate story about Joe Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. So she's still off of Twitter, as far as I know. The only thing they haven't done yet is they haven't, although they've censored the president, they haven't attacked him yet. They haven't removed him from Twitter. I think that's coming. It's really only a matter of time before all this stuff hits the fan. So Dean, tell us what you know, tell us what you think about what's going on. Well, this is the second biggest purge known um, that I've, I've lived through uh, regarding YouTube. The first one came after the Parkland High School event. And uh, now as the, the, one, the great purge that everyone's talked about that we kind of knew was gonna happen in the run up to the election. So uh, this is no you know surprise. But but for once in our in, in our lifetime as guys, uh, the size of our audience uh, being the way it is right now is actually saving us and in uh, sparing us from the purge. Meaning it, it, the the people that were just kind of in the middle, yet not too small, not too big, we're now the curve, and uh, we're we're the survivalist of the the great purge of uh, 2020. And um, it's sad, but. We have to uh, carry on the um, duty here, the mission. Yeah, it, it seems that, that uh, they're probably going to eventually get to everybody, especially anyone who's on the side of the president. Uh, Kristen, what do you know about this and what have you heard? What do you want to share with us today about it? Well, as a lot of our viewers know, I was purged from Facebook on August 19th. Um, from my understanding is that uh, YouTube made a statement and their statement was that they are going to expand their existing hate and harassment policies. Basically, if you are, you're harassing somebody, if you dare reveal any sort of evidence or question their motives and involvement in a conspiracy. And I think it's horrible because conspiracy is just more than one person plotting to do something. And how many conspiracy theories have come true over the years? So yeah. the greater issue is now, who is it? Who's, who's fielding this? Is it bots? Is it, is it fact checkers? Who is deciding what content is malicious or hate speech? Because I can have people put death threats on my YouTube channel in comments and it, it they stay. So, I mean, this great purge. I mean, I'd like to purge a lot of governors into federal prison instead of deleting a lot of these YouTube videos. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that's really what needs to happen. So, Dean, uh, you posted the uh, YouTube purge graphic there. What do you uh, what, what's your what are your thoughts right now? Uh, well, um, he, here's the deal is uh, the next two weeks. What's today's day? And I believe it's the 15th. 15th, I mean, yeah, we're in the middle of the oh, month. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I have to remind myself. It goes by so fast. But uh, we're, we're going to look at uh, an acceleration. If they are indeed censoring the press secretary of the White House and they're censoring the, the, the uh, Trump kids and the president and then uh, people on YouTube that, you know, are really not that controversial, the, the line of hate speech is uh, reinventing itself uh, daily, weekly at this point. And, uh, we, but we have to keep decentralizing. Now, if for some reason that Mike Barra, Kristen Megan, and myself disappear, well, please know where to find us. Uh, we're on Brighton, we're, we're on other outlets. Um, I'm well, on actually, mine. I think the best thing to do is just go to realdealmedia.com, which is still going to be up there. And then we'll tell yes. you how we're going to get out and how we're going to broadcast. Uh, I do have a backup right. channel, Mike Barrett, too. We'll see if they remove that or not. But anyway, we'll if, if anything does happen to us, we'll post something on realdealmedia.com. In fact, it's uh, one of us get a link up there to realdealmedia.com and post it for everybody. Got and it. Um, and that's the place to go to look for 
us should something occur. Now, I know a lot of these different guys have backup channels. I know X22 does. I know he's trying to get his main channel back. He tweeted about that. So the best thing you can do is support and just start questioning YouTube. And another thing I would do is this, is I would, I, I would send, if you're going to send a tweet to YouTube, for instance, I would actually um, also link Ted Cruz on that, Senator Ted Cruz, who's really pissed off about that, and the president, and just start getting some pressure on them for this, this censorship. This is literally outright censorship. It's a direct attempt to manipulate the outcome of this election. There's no question about it, especially now that we have these huge breaking stories all over the place. That Hunter Biden, you know, now we find out from Rudy Giuliani, we find out that Hunter Biden was kicking back half of the money he was getting from Burisma to his dad. So that implicates directly Joe Biden directly in this corruption. Uh, I just think that's really extraordinary. And I, I, I mean, I, again, this, this attempt to suppress it, it has to be met with criminal action. I, I just, I don't see how the president can continue to let this happen and not push back on this. He has power. Why don't you remove the, the section 530 um, stipulations just straight away, just issue an executive order, let that be fought out in the courts, but let all of these companies know that you're going after them. It's time to go. They should have actually they got, should have gone after him a year. Here's a question, uh, Mike, and, and I think we briefly uh, touched it yesterday, and I'm no expert in this, um, contrary to popular belief, but <laughs> if indeed uh, these are utility kind of platforms, which they have a clause in their, their uh, contracts and such from the government, if they were to strip that clause from them and make them publishers, then they could just completely discriminate at will with no hesitation at all, even more so um, on that front than they are now. Uh, would they well, not? I don't think that's right. I mean, I think that they would then be required to, to um, you know, equal time, uh, equal time under the law kind of a thing. And okay. uh, there, there are other things you could then bring in if they were stripped, uh, that was stripped away from them. Okay, so the mainstream media ignores and downplays the New York Post bombshell on Hunter Biden. In fact, they've directly suppressed links to it so people can't even go out and find it. You know, so again, it, you what you're trying to do is keep people from even hearing about the story and then trying to make sure they can't actually read the story. Now, it says the article, which Fox News hasn't independently verified in full, which oh, okay. everything <laughs> is verified, okay? It's right no. off of Hunter Biden's laptop. They have the receipt. They actually have the receipt for the laptop that he left at this computer repair shop that the guy turned over to the FBI and Rudy Giuliani subsequently obtained. But anyway, they also claimed the outlet had given emails showing Hunter had introduced his father to top a top executive at the energy firm Burisma, the Ukrainian energy firm, less than a year before the prosecutor was forced out. And now, I mean, uh, this is unbelievable to me. I just went, um, I just went to, um, to Twitter and, uh, you know, again, I, I'm just sitting here looking at this just, completely flabbergasted because the Washington Post is actually reporting here. Let me do a quick uh, screen share. The Washington Post is actually reporting, believe it or not, look at this headline over here. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Joe Biden did not push out a Ukrainian wow. prosecutor for investigating his son. The Washington Post reports they there's literally videotape and we should try to find it, but there's literally guys videotape of Joe Biden bragging at the Council on Foreign Relations, the CFR meeting, how he did exactly that. He says, I, I called him up. I told him, unless you fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the 1.5 billion. And then they oh called my. the White House and Barack told him, you're not getting the money unless you fire the prosecutor who's investigating my son. And guess what? Six hours later, they called me back and told me they fired him. Again, it's unbelievable. How can we live in an, a clown world? This is an ass clown world. Uh, now I know, now I know what Oliver North meant at his hearings when he said, the only two things I make sure I read every day are the Bible and the Washington Post, because that way I know what both sides are thinking. What needs to happen to the mainstream press, the Washington Post? This shit has got to stop. These, these, this paper needs to be taken down. Kristen, what do you think? What, you got any thoughts on this one? I know we're specifically talking about the Hunter Biden uh, issue, issue, but and everyone says it in kind of passing. We all know that this is to help shape the election, but it's more than that. The amount of censorship that is being pushed upon every platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's getting out of control. People are losing income. They're losing business. Even journalists are being censored. And when the president of the United States and his press secretary are being censored, there's a major issue here. And it's monopoly from these leftist companies that own 
and monopolize social media. And it's so easy for people to say, let's leave these platforms. Let's go to the alternative platforms. And I do utilize those alternative platforms. But however, I don't need to wake up people that are already woke. You know, I want to speak to people who are get, not getting their information yeah. um, through you know, they're seeing mainstream media and they're not seeing shows like ours. So it's got to stop. There needs to actually be, you know, I'm for less government, but I always say, I don't care what everyone, anyone does until it affects me. This affects me. This has affected my business. It's affected mm -hmm. my livelihood with my, when my Facebook was taken down, it harmed me financially. And there are other people in worse situations, but this could alter the election. I don't think there's a lot of people on the fence, but for the younger voters who, or people who were, mm, you know, Biden scares me, creepy Joe scares me. I might have to vote for Trump. It's my only choice. And my last four years haven't been that bad. I feel like those people seeing this information, it would really, really question their integrity of Joe. Not that it already doesn't need to be questioned. Yeah, there, there definitely is a suppression. And, I, and the other day at the Amy uh, Coney Barrett hearings, she used the term sexual preference, right? <laughs> Which made yeah. Hirono, the insane senator from uh, from Hawaii, Hawaii. So, yeah. I mean, to call her as dumb as a, as a wooden post, as an insult to wooden post, she is stupid <laughs> beyond words and a liar and a partisan. She said that that was an offensive term and derogatory. And then literally... Webster's Dictionary, which previously said the, the term sexual preference was just fine, changed literally that night, changed really? the definition to say that the, the term sexual preference is derogatory towards really? gay lesbians. Yes, they literally did it yesterday oh to God. change it to make it derogatory. Literally, 1984 is, has got nothing on what's going on here. Okay, Dean, so what do you think is coming on? What do you think is, I mean, is there going to be any action taken against these companies or is, is Trump just trying to expose how completely corrupt they are. And again, why does he need to do that when we already knew it? Well, um, first of all, I, I guess my first question is, is having a sexual preference now uh, illegal? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I know you can get shamed now uh, if you're a straight guy who's not into trannies. So the, the uh, tranny, is that, that's not tranny shaming. I don't know what that would be called. Preference <laughs> shaming. Um, you know, let's ask the audience that one, but, uh, but to your bigger point is why can't they do anything? I, well, I think the elephant in the room is that YouTube, the matter, the fact of the matter is YouTube is owned by Google, who is pretty much owned and operated. At least there's portions of it that are controlled. I hate to use this term and I know it's a drinking game now, but China. So China, you know, yeah, China, China, yeah. And I think that's the big you know, elephant in the room, what, what are you going to do? Because China's so invested, they're so uh, infiltrated in us and everything that there's, you know, what can we do really? It's, it's, it's a quagmire uh, to uh, bring up that term. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I guess unless you want to go to Thailand and hang out with the lady boys, you're not, you're not okay anymore. You're a bad person. Um, did you want to play this video here real quick or? Uh, go ahead. Let me, let me set it up. Uh, you go ahead. Kristen has, uh, something to say about preference. Oh, okay. Um, I am, uh, my sexual preference is, um, that it be good. You know, my sexual <laughs> preference is, uh, anything but robots. I'd have to say I, I love everyone and everything as long as it's consensual and it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. But the, 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 the simple fact that you are, are claiming that you have a sexual preference or using the term sexual preference is not insulting or anything. It's like, uh, you know, again, the, the, these groups go back and forth. They can't seem to decide is, is sex something, preference something that you choose or is it something you're stuck with and born with? Or, you know, please make up your mind. Let's try to figure out what's good and, and what's bad about this whole thing. I mean, okay, we're, we're, just, we're just attacking and digesting simple terms here. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when people used to call things Oriental and now are like, oh, no, it's Asian. It's like, oh, yeah, when you, you can't say Oriental using, anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying when you use a term, sexual preference, I mean, that's on medical questionnaires. It's yeah. on different mental health questionnaires. I mean, we can't update everything to please everyone. I didn't think there was a single thing offensive about sexual preference. I mean, it's, yeah, play this clip because this, this woman is clearly triggered. Dino, go ahead on that video. Dean appears to be frozen again. Dean, maybe come on. maybe he's changing his <laughs> sexual preference. <laughs> yeah, no, please, God, no. All right, we're gonna wait. We're gonna we're gonna pass on that. I'm gonna go on to the next story. I do want to get Dean's comments on the next story too, because Dean actually sent this to me. So I'm gonna do a quick screen share here and. 
Da, 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 da. Yes, I promise you, I'm really going to do a screen share here. Uh, okay. All right. So um, Dean sent me some information. It's really, really interesting. Uh, apparently back in 2010, there were there was a WikiLeaks um, leak, which is one of the very first ones. And it involved some very interesting letters and responses from WikiLeaks showing that there was a communication between WikiLeaks and a very, very important person. One of them was a woman named Cheryl Mills. And the interesting thing here is that the United States diplomatic cables leaked, widely known as Cablegate, began on Sunday, the 28th of November, 2010, when WikiLeaks, a nonprofit organization that publishes submi submissions from anon anonymous whistleblowers, began. The period of release uh, was about uh, information about Der Spiegel, Le Mans, The Guardian, and the articles were related to Afghan war documents and Iraqi war documents that looked really pretty bad for the Bush administration at the time. It uh, talked about all kinds of interesting information, but the really interesting thing is the person that they communicated with about this is listed right here, H. I don't know, Kristen, do you have any thoughts on who H might actually um i don't know is it hunter biden <laughs> uh hillary clinton maybe the second no. US Secretary of State. So oh, in other words, i didn't know we were allowed to talk about her on here i thought maybe we get shut down if yeah, we, we attempt probably to tie her to a conspiracy right be careful mike be careful i'm trying Are you guys trying talking to about hillary <laughs> yeah so dean you're the one who dug this up so what this means is that wikileaks was coordinating with the with the obama administration and, and they actually approved of wikileaks before wikileaks started publishing truth about hillary clinton and her campaign well well first of all my uh, uh mike if you don't mind my preference uh to be called by my name as you see on screen please StreamYard refer sucks. to me as Streamyard yeah. sucks i no longer dean uh anyhow uh in 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 uh reference to uh miss miss clinton because um i don't know why you guys are bagging on her i don't know what she has to do with this uh but anyways i so here's what it is okay there's been a lot of whispers for a long time uh about wikileaks being a a cia intelligence hub mm -hmm. a, a storefront and i could see that because you know wikileaks is an institution just like anything else like the new york uh post or that wonderful um other one called the washington post uh that's so spot on is uh they, they've always been whispered to be an intelligence hub but if you notice if you look into these emails that were just released from hillary is in the emails it's all 2010 they were in um they were talking to wikileaks and yeah, WikiLeaks hillary was dumped area of state then so if it's h is hillary then she was talking communicating by email yeah. to wikileaks yeah. About about this leak that was coming out. about the leak, yeah, and remember at that time too, it made Bush look bad because they were releasing all the uh, Iraqi war crimes at that. Yeah, to my recollection, and, and yeah. Christian uh, Megan, I know she was following the news back then. So <laughs> I had internet back then. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So She's Hillary, me, just, Hillary was like fine with WikiLeaks when it was exposing the Bush administration mm -hmm. secrets. But when they started exposing her secrets and the Obama administration secrets, suddenly Julian Assange was an international criminal who needed to be taken down, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, I mean, Krista Megan, what, you were uh, in the military back then, I believe, uh, from what I read from your bio. And uh, <laughs> tell me at the time, I guess I should. we should ask you, what was the uh, mood like uh, throughout the military back then? Were, was everybody just scared that, oh my God, is something I did in the Iraq war a few years back, is that gonna come out and haunt me now? I mean, Actually, yes. I mean, when social media started to pick up on a lot of the, well, there's a lot of atrocities that occur on active duty. There's a lot of people who are not mentally stable that shouldn't be joining the military. And sadly, those are the type of people that they want. So yes, but at the same time, the good side of it is more people were utilizing conscientious objection. So that allowed them to say no to certain things. And at the same time, with the new age of social media, it's really waking more military members up to understand things that they're briefed on versus things that they're hearing from other parts of the world. Because a lot of people in the nations that we decide to invade, and you know, it's no different than the mask issue. The mask isn't for you, it's for your neighbor. Well, I guess I need to go attack my neighbor to, pro to uh, protect my property. But what happened is a lot of those people started getting Twitter, Twitter accounts. So we were able to see kind of like, oh, this is what our higher ups are telling us, but this is what the people there are telling us. So yes, social media changed everything in that aspect. So there was a, there was a little bit of fear. Um, a lot of people took hard copy photographs of some horrible things they did and those slowly surfaced also. Uh, uh, you mean Ab Abu Ghraib, Abu? Yeah, uh, and other things too. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Right. I've heard of the atrocities. I've heard of the rape rooms in Iraq. I've heard yep. of the, uh, the, the infamous Marines throwing those little puppies off the cliff. I mean, but the, here's the thing. People, um, you know, the Marines are trained to kill at a young age. That's mm -hmm. why they want them in there at 17. And I'm not besmirching, you know, Marines or anyone. So please uh, don't write any hate mail to me. Let me give you Mike's uh, address. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is there's a mentality with, with the military today, it's it's like a, a private military, if you will, but it's targeted towards very uh, poor areas throughout the country. You know, that, that that's why they don't need a draft. So I always admired when Jesse Ventura said, you know, in the past 10 years, he used to say, well, maybe if we would have a draft, we would feel the, the, the loss and the burden of war like Afghanistan, and we would do something about it to get out of it. <laughs> Sorry, this this comment just threw me off. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Polly Skirt One really wants to comment on your lashes. So, can we give you get a little bit on your lashes? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, you do profile. Go like that. Now, do some schmizing. Um, uh -huh. Wait, hold on. Okay. Let um, me let me use my Gardasil stroke eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> can you teach me how to do my eyebrows, Kristen? Because my eyebrows suck. They royally suck. So, you know, my, mine are microbladed. If you can't okay. grow them, buy them. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen those microblades. Those are cool. <laughs> All right. So the other big story that we broke yesterday and talked about, which we want to go into a little more detail on, is yeah. this true pundit, is the U.S. hid of, of the charges that the U.S. hid Osama bin Laden in Iran for a decade after 9-11, that the Bush and Obama White Houses worked with the Saudi and Iranian governments uh, on a deal to safeguard Osama bin Laden. The question is why, and I think it was to push forward the Iraqi war agenda, because for various important financial reasons that had to go forward. Anyway, the story reads Osama bin Laden, the founder and leader of terrorism conglomerate Al-Qaeda, who was responsible for the deadly and devastating September 11, 2001 attacks on U.S. soil, never was hiding in, in Afghanistan or at Stamp Caves, according to explosive revelations in a new book from intelligence insiders and highly secret government documents. Thousands of Americans died that day and many more in the wretched aftermath. Instead, incredibly, bin Laden was whisked to a safe house in Iran, Following the deadly attacks on the World Trade Centers in New York, the Pentagon, and the downing of a commercial jet in western Pennsylvania that was targeting the White House, and the highest-ranking U.S. officials in the George W. Bush and Barack Obama White Houses, and possibly the presidents themselves, knew where bin Laden was and did nothing to capture him, according to insider revelations and documents detailed in Mike Thomas Paine Moore. He's Thomas Paine on, uh, on Twitter, at least he was. Um, upcoming book, How We Dismantled the FBI in Our Pajamas. The book's revelations reveal the United States was working with Saudi Arabia and Iran. By the way, disclaimer, I get nothing for promoting that book. The book's revelations reveal the United States was working with Saudi Arabia and Iran to keep bin Laden's living arrangements in Iran very quiet. One of the biggest scandals in the United States history is coming unraveled, Moore said. This is a national travesty and the people need to go to prison. The highest members of both administrations knew where bin Laden was tucked away, but sent U.S. troops to die in Afghanistan looking for a ghost. This is a war crime. This really will go nuts. Uh, Republicans and Democrats were working together to protect Al-Qaeda and sell out the United States we have it documented. He's claiming, and I've followed him on Twitter for a while. He's a pretty good reporter. He's claiming he actually does have the documents. Mm -hmm. More said in He's interviews. He's got the documents. Right. Well, you got to have it. More said in interviews with government intel operators, informants, lawmakers, and top secret documents uh, prove U.S. officials ignored pleas from congressmen, federal agents, and even a Democratic governor to capture bin Laden in Iran. That means a lot of people knew about it, guys. Instead, right. such whistleblowers were investigated by Hillary Clinton's State Department and met with illegal wiretaps, surveillance, and harassment. In other words, they got some bad stuff on them and forced them to be quiet. Moore notes that U.S. Special Counsel Robert Mueller was serving as FBI director during this national fraud. That ought to be fun. And high-ranking FBI officials acknowledge the FBI, too, knew bin Laden was living in Iran. So we have all the usual suspects in the Russiagate investigation are all implicated in this. Along with the CIA, Mueller's FBI had ignored intel for years, showing and proving bin Laden's whereabouts. This is the man investigating or investigated President Trump. Moore said former CIA director John Brennan is neck deep in brokering the bin Laden deal with the Saudis and Iranians, and that... Um, 
<clears throat> the $150 billion guarantee to Iran by the Obama administration's nuclear deal, plus an unprecedented $1.8 billion in cash, was a ransom for Iran to keep quiet about bin Laden's stealth living arrangements and the U.S.'s involvement in allowing his terror network to operate from Iran. Under pressure from U.S. informants and federal agents who were planning independent ops to capture bin Laden and claim the $25 million reward, officials arranged bin Laden's move to Afghanistan or sorry, to Pakistan, when weeks later he was killed. It was a trophy kill, Moore said, to help cover up the decade of crimes by U.S. officials. It was all staged. There was no informant telling the U.S. he was in Pakistan. He was moved there and then killed to try and cover up a decade of lies and deceit while American soldiers were dying in Afghanistan's poppy fields. Now, um, this is really interesting because there's a lot of people who say that the guy who goes around telling everybody he's the one who shot Osama bin Laden is a fake. There are people who've said that all along. Um, Kristen, what do you know about this? What do you what can you share with us today? Well, I had just left active duty. Uh, well, I left in October of 2010. And, uh, you know, bin Laden was captured in what, 2011? I remember yeah. the famous photo of Clinton and Biden and uh, Obama in the Situation Room. It's all staged and they're all like this. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, um, I, I have, I have not met a single person in the military that I was stationed with that believes a moment of that narrative that he was caught in this barbed wire area. And then the plane, you know, the helicopter had issues and documents were missing. Mm -hmm. Not a single person that I spent, um, nine years with on active duty believes the official story of Osama bin Laden. And I fully believe that if they were trying to apprehend him, um, I mean, it's, I'm torn because I believe he died a long time ago, but with the information that you're discussing, I mean, yes, of course, we were over there illegally and we were guarding poppy seeds. The people that were infantry who want to be offended by that will ask the infantrymen who actually were guarding the poppy seeds. It's real. The photos are real. My husband can tell you he did it. And these people started to realize what a crock this was. So of course we wasted lives and resources all in the name of a boogeyman who was most likely already deceased. I think there's more to the story. And again, be careful. We can't talk about conspiracies because we will get a timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I, well in case uh, YouTube is listening, we're talking about poppy seed bagels. And, yeah. Uh, Afghanistan was just filled with them. Dean loves cream cheese. I do, actually. <laughs> um, totally a side <laughs> issue. Um, no, where I was getting at is um, if you missed yesterday's special, uh, where me and Mike took it to the next level and just slam dunked it all night is um, the whistleblower. One of the whistleblowers who came out with the, with the Karnak looking fella with the tarot cards is he's a Benghazi whistleblower and uh, he's a friend of mine. He's actually was on our first real deal media podcast, which is on Dean Ryan TV uh, currently uh, until further notice. But uh, he's, he's a decent guy. He's an upstanding guy. He's uh, a real hero. He's done some very heroic things that I'm not at liberty to say. I don't want to steal his thunder. I'll let him say it. So he, he's a real guy, and they have the documents. There's no doubt about it, or else they would not go public like that. Trump would not retweet uh, you know, th that interview particularly. And he, uh, my friend Nick would not put his name on this if he didn't have irrefutable evidence and in, in, in documents and derivatives and uh, audio and, and video, allegedly so. It, it's going to come out and uh, they have it. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but certainly Hillary's investigation squad is not in charge. Thank God. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, this again, I think is something that's very explosive that could break out here. Um, we're all, you know, we keep hearing October 17th. That is what Saturday, uh, something big is supposed to hit these things rarely, if ever come true, but let's keep our eyes peeled and see if anything juicy comes out on Saturday, the way things are going, quite honestly, we're going to have, you know, I mean, we are having boom, 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 shockwave after shockwave after shockwave. It truly has been shocktober. And we got another piece that we just got added to the list right here, which I'm going to show us in a second. Um, and what that is, is that um, Steve Scully, not Scully from the X-Files, but Steve Scully, the guy who was going to, to uh, host the second debate, which would be, I guess, uh, tonight, was supposed to be the second presidential debate between John, uh, between Joe Biden and uh, President Trump. Uh, he had been previously caught. He actually tweeted out a tweet to uh, Scaramucci, Anthony Scaramucci, the scumbag, lying, backstabbing guy who worked in the Trump administration for about two weeks and was obviously a, a, a liberal plant. 
but he tweeted him and said, should I go after Trump? Should I confront Trump? Turned out it was an attempt. He thought he was sending a, a direct message, which is one of the easiest things to do on Twitter is to think you're sending a DM and you're actually sending out a tweet. That's how Anthony Weiner got caught sending pictures of his Weiner to a 15-year-old girl and ended up in jail. So this thing is very common. He denied that he had done it and said his Twitter account had been hacked. Now, today, a bunch of other people did forensic research, found out that this Steve Scully character was lying through his teeth and he has now been suspended by C-SPAN. So if anybody has any doubt that this guy who was formerly uh, an intern for Joe Biden was actually de definitely working with the Democrats and working with the, the Lincoln Project, who are, again, anti-Trump, supposedly ex-Republicans. If anybody had any doubt, that doubt is now completely gone. Dean, what are your thoughts on Steve Scully getting his comeuppance and being exposed? As well, the prop it, that he well, it reminds me of um, the, the Final Dance song at my uh, high school prom. And it, it was called, uh, it was a song by Shaggy called It Wasn't Me. And uh, that's exactly what this entire story reminds me of. In fact, I feel like um, listening to that song later after the program here. But uh, hey, he's saying it wasn't me. It was it was the one-armed man. It was um, it was Hunter Biden on crack again. Uh, but it certainly wasn't me. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm I'm the Scaramucci guy. You know, it's all lies. Even uh, if it really got hacked, no one cares. Everyone knows where they're standing right now in society in the world. Uh, this is hell on earth right now for a lot of people. Some days it's for me, I'm sure for Kristen as well, but this is not the, the most pleasant time to be alive in uh, world history. So uh, anyways, I, I hate that guy that you're talking about, Mike. He's a total liar. Kristen, what are, what, have you got any thoughts on this, on this guy being caught and exposed for the liar? I mean, basically it just shows that everybody who was set up to do these debates, to moderate these debates, are all Democrats. They're all anti-Trumpers. So, I mean, what do you what do you think? Do you think there'll be any consequences, or will the American people's trust in the media? I, I don't know how much how it can go much lower, but it, you think there'll be any significant consequences, or will this shift anything? Oh man, if we can only hear you. But she's singing. Um, it wasn't me. You can't. We can't hear you because. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I said Thank the comment line on Twitter. See? It wasn't me. Um, but anyway, uh, should there be accountability? Absolutely. I wish, can you imagine all these other people, Roseanne Barr, anyone that could have said their Twitter was hacked? Um, I don't know why they, he, they, he didn't use the excuse he was on Ambien. I don't know, but I think in a week people will forget this, but we cannot let them forget this. We need to expose every time that Trump is right on Twitter. Cause I know Trump tweeted about this saying that he was right and that he lied about saying his Twitter was hacked. I mean, it comes to a point now where those people who really are hacked are going to be questioned. And it's one of those things where you screwed it up for everybody. Sadly, like people will forget there needs to be accountability because there are ethics in journalism and this is not within the ethics of journalism whatsoever. So here's the deal is Scaramucci turned on the people that got him into the White House. He was a friend of Roger's that, and I, I believe Roger was kind of counting on Scaramucci to hold the floor down when he had all these uh, never Trumpers surrounding Donald Trump like sharks in the beginning and that dreadful year of 2017 when they tried to get Trump out with the 25th Amendment with Pence and the, um, the North Carolina Senator Nikki Haley. They tried to get him out by saying, remember, uh, and Roger even told me what they were going to do. They're going to claim at some point in 2017, this before it happened, that Trump has dementia. Is he well enough to serve? Is he, you know, and they just replay the same script over and over. So this is what they're trying to do. But uh, if, if you recall the, the wonderful, exciting VP debates, uh, I, I remember Pence looks like a defeated man. He does not have any energy. It looks like he's serving his sentence and he's uh, doing his time. So these people are all going down and everybody's getting hacked. So that's everyone's excuse.
Okay. Well, I mean, again, I think that this simply exposes the incredible inherent bias in the media. Guys, if you want to join the conversation, you got about five minutes to come on in. This is the StreamYard link. Copy that and paste that uh, into your browser. Come on in and join the show and we'll have you on. Otherwise, I think we're going to get uh, close to wrapping this sucker up. I think as we move forward here, you know, the plan tomorrow is to be back with another real deal report, probably a live stream like this. I think it's gone fairly well today. Um, And remember, normally we wouldn't have any content Saturday except for Saturday Night Live, which we still haven't decided what the theme of that is going to be. And we'd like to get you girls, Kristen, on with us on Saturday this time, Um, unless there's some breaking news. Now, the 17th is supposed to be a big day. Again, I think we're going to be on Saturday night, probably just talking about the same old normal news. But um, I'd like to get you guys thoughts. What are your thoughts? Let's let's pretend there is one more big shocktober shock to come and we've been surprised by some of the things we didn't know about the bin laden story we didn't know that 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 there was documentation about hunter biden paying his dad directly and if there is documentation of payments for that joe biden's going down before the election even happens but i just like to get uh you guys thoughts on what maybe you might predict is is coming in the next 15 days um what's your next big shocktober prediction kristen let's start with you Prediction or preference? Oh, am I allowed to say preference? <laughs> um, Prediction, I, please. I prefer the Shocktober to be that the federal government comes in and starts utilizing the 14th Amendment and comes after legally and constitutionally the governors who have suppressed their people, including my governor, Gretchen Whitmer. I think that holding these state officials accountable for violating federal constitutional laws would be a great Shocktober. However, what I more realistically think is going to occur is I think we're going to have another bombshell drop in relation to Hillary Clinton because of the fact that there's so many ties related to Biden's time with Hillary, with her being um, in the administration. I really think it's going to be more for emails coming out or some little some things that are in the general public that somebody else uncovers. I think that's what will happen. Yeah, it seems likely to be connected with the Hillary email server. That does seem to be the big thing going on right now. Dean, you have any thoughts? You want to revise your Shocktober predictions? I think uh, the only thing that hasn't happened yet is aliens. I may end up winning Shocktober <laughs> bingo at this point. In fact, let's make up a Shocktober bingo card for Saturday night, Dean. I'm going to give you that assignment. Right, right. Well, uh, I think um, I'm neck and neck with Casey. Casey, uh, our Casey Jones has, uh, she picked Julian Assange. She picked the safe bet. And uh, I picked uh, Michelle Obama. I went on a whim. I played the the uh, the double zero and the roulette. So here here's what I'm thinking. Now, how great would this be that the next whistleblower that comes out that you were mentioning, Mike? How great would it be if it was like a, another Karnak looking fella with a, a turban and just a different you know different uh, part of the uh, team there? And if that indeed is the case, my prediction is uh, the following for the Shocktober. Besides the Michelle stuff, besides Julian Assange, is there is going to be a major, major uh, uh, acceleration in violence. It's going to, it's going to get, uh, it's a scale, a scaling up of violence. Because if indeed they're not switching Biden, and it's already the fifteenth, they're not doing this campaign uh, to win anymore. The Democrats, they're now doing this campaign as a war on the American people, but really the West, because China is like, you know, they're, they're, they're up there in the Northern border in Canada. They're like, you know, you guys need to hurry up here. We're ready for the new world order. And, um, any day now, you know? And so, so yeah, China's up there eating roasted duck and, uh, we're trying to fight off their minions, uh, Whitmer and Newsom, all these little puppets and, um, you know, the, the, the Cuomo's and who Jerry Nadler, the guy, the guy that's uh, from the Popeye, uh, cartoon, all these people, and you can't believe it's real. So when people tell me, all oh, this has to be all stage, this is just like too insanely carnival to be real. I said, well, I can't prove you wrong. It is carnival, and uh, maybe it is stage, but uh, it's anyone's guess. It's all subjective, Mike. But my prediction for this uh, Shocktober 2.0 is an upscale in violence, and it's going to be uh, sooner than later is my prediction. Okay, well, that's that's pretty interesting stuff. Um, and, and by the way, that's the uh, voice in my head telling me that. Right, I still have aliens yeah. on the list, yeah. but I I okay. now think I I'm beginning to think that yeah, this documentation stuff is going to break down. I think the October surprise is going to be that Joe Biden is forced to withdraw. Joe Biden is going to basically uh, concede 
that he is a criminal and he is still going to be on the ballot, but his chances of winning are going to go to basically zero. Not that he has a chance now because this stuff is going to be exposed. It's going to be hit him so hard that not even the mainstream media fake polls are going to be able to bail him out. Christian, you have a comment. Yeah. I was just thinking uh, uh, another aspect might be, uh, for Shocktober is some more information coming out, maybe through Project Veritas that has to do with um, issue, more issues with the mail-in voting or registration issues. Something I think could have could occur um, in relation to the early voting. I know we've got it going on in my state right now. We have early voting, but yeah, I mean, there, you know, Kristen, too. There, there is one we should put on on the uh, Shocktober bingo card, which is that there are still people. There are a no, number of people who say that we're not even going to actually get to the election. That the thing is going to be so screwed up before the election yeah. that we're going to delay the election. Now, you really can't do that constitutionally. However, we are living in extra constitutional times. Let's face reality. Under the powers of emergency that Donald Trump has, he can do basically anything, and Congress has granted him these powers. So. Um, there's all kinds of different possibilities for what's going to happen. Maybe the corruption is going to be so exposed and so widespread on both parties that um, we're just going to call the whole thing off and try it again in April or something. Dean, we, we have a caller. We we do have a uh, caller line. Oh, we, nine. Do. we do. Uh, I'm going to put Chris May in here. And uh, Chris May, uh, welcome to uh, Loveline. How can we help you? <laughs> Hello. Um, I. I didn't know what I was getting into. I just kind of stumbled into this. I didn't know it was a participation thing. But hello, uh, yes, hi Megan. Yes, I met you briefly the for the um, the rally that was in Austin. Thank you for making. Yes, I was just going to say I recognize your face. <laughs> oh, how funny! Okay, <laughs> so I have my camera permanently disabled on my laptop, so for my picture up there. But. Um, uh, I'm sorry, were we fielding a certain question or anything? Well, no, I just, uh, Chris, we what? just kind of like to know if you had anything you want to say, or do you have a Shocktober prediction for what what the next big thing is going to be in Shocktober? Hmm. Well, you know, I'll, I'll visit something that I commented on, Mike. I don't know if you saw my comment. We're talking about uh, Scaramucci. Yeah. And uh, there's something called the Scaramucci model. No, I I oh. saw that, but I didn't get so, around to it up. So go ahead. Particularly, you know, when Trump first came into office, he threw Sean Spicer in there as his first press secretary. But he knew he was kind of a mm, not all in the up and up. He's one of the inside guys, kind of a deep state guy. But he put him him in there to help root out um, other people. He he uses that a lot. Anyway, he did that with Scaramucci. Actually, I, he was right before Sean Spicer, and he did that with him. He mm -hmm. used him to help get to these other people. Trump gives people a lot of rope, makes them feel comfortable mm -hmm. to do their thing, and then and then pulls them out. So that, that became known as the Scaramucci model. Okay. Well, yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um, I do think it's going to get really juicy, really twisted, very interesting. I think that the what's behind me is what's going to happen on election day, assuming we get to election day. Um, I, I, I thanks a lot for coming, Chris. I really appreciate you contributing to the show and um, we'll I see just wanna, you again. I just want to add, Chris, if you're still listening, yes, um, oh, there he is. Find me on social media. I'd love a copy of the picture. I believe your daughter took of us, so oh. you can get that to me. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, and also, I'm curious if you could tell everybody what all is it else that you do? Because I met you because you joined the uh, the Real Deal Report here, but you're very active in other things. I'm not aware of um, what keeps you busy outside of this. Well, she show. has only fans with her feet. Uh, yes, I make sandwiches with my feet. <laughs> sure um, my feet. No, but if yeah. I did, I could pay off my mortgage. <laughs> apparently, according to my feet fans. Um, no, so I uh, I also am. I work in occupational environmental toxicology as a senior industrial hygienist. I work for myself. Basically, I help people maintain compliance with nuclear regulatory commission laws, joint commission laws, EPA, OSHA. Um, I'm a health freedom activist and journalist and media correspondent, mother of two, wife, loudmouth, liberty enforcer. So I do. I'm a mad scientist that cannot be silenced or fired by anybody. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, I was revisiting today. Um, so when I was seeing all the channels that just got dropped they, on YouTube, I was going through one by one looking, okay, who do I need to find their backup channels on? And somebody I came across that, um, oh, I forget who it was. There's a gal that, that covers a lot of things that I, that I stumbled back onto. She did a very good story on, um, was it last winter that we saw all the long railroad cars of tanks and vehicles that were being moved around the country, obviously to be staged. Um, so I've always been wondering about that. Now, Dean, you've been, and Mike, you've been talking about 
staging of UN and, and China stuff. But what about all, it looks like our troops that have been staged. And I don't know if that is, um, people have said a lot about, well, Trump might use the military to uh, right. distribute so, the vaccines. Well, well Chris May, uh, you bring up a great point and um, just hold on there for one second. Let me just add this to your uh, question or statement. Now we have the FDA, Kristen Megan, mm -hmm. your uh, favorite organization, now saying they're alarmed uh, that the military is going to be issuing vaccines and that the DOJ will not cooperate with the FDA to tell them why is the military around all these areas uh, and why the military just won't, you know, they're all tight lipped. And uh, so everyone's baffled. The vaccine people are baffled. The uh, National Health Institute uh, is baffled. They, they've said, you know, they're like, this has never happened in our lifetime. The military, you know, going city to city to just issue these these vaccines and I don't know, little vitamin C gummy bears as well, all the other essentials. So let, let me tell you what this is, Chris. This is a plan that has uh, started in 2017 military wise. They've been planning and, and, and running uh, military exercises for a little thing called insurrection. And careful how you say that word sometimes is because what it means is they're going to overthrow China's little puppets that have infiltrated this country for the past 30 some odd years. And uh, they call themselves Democrats. They call themselves Republicans. They call themselves mayors, city council and law firms. And they're going to be rounded up in the, the same uh, FEMA summer day camps they want to put us in. And just like when a dog shits on your carpet, we're going to get them, grab them by their head, and just force their head down and rub their nose into it for forcing this country into a corporate communist model. And now they're going to get their asses handed to them uh, from what I'm being told. Yes. Hopefully that answers it. Yeah, yeah, I think it could be flipped around on them. The 16-year plan... And, uh, you know, before I was red-pilled, I was black-pilled. I learned about the um, Agenda 21, and then this was during, this was a couple of years ago about uh, when they were converting all the Walmarts and the Sam's Clubs, making the FEMA camps. Uh, DHS was buying out railways and oh, yeah. building funny, funny places for to take people and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think what's left of that plan, it might just be flipped around. On them. Yeah, they're flipping the script for, for, for reals. It's, it's evident and obvious. I, I mean, even Kristen knows she sees stuff in her own town. Uh, I remember you told me, uh, Kristen, uh, Megan, that Nate saw you sent me like that picture that one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you see Share that. No. Oh, okay. Not that picture of my feet. No. Yeah. So, so you see movement and I'm sure you see movement, Chris, you know, we know they're in Washington and they're all over the place because uh, I've actually spoken to the guy who's actually been in the exercise trainings with the military for this very event. And uh, they said the focus really, to be honest with you, Dean, he told me, he said the focus for the insurrection is the following. It is Washington, Oregon, and California. California is the big one. And uh, you may ask yourself, well, why is that? Well, because those are big states and the control they have over the Northeast. Well, we're talking very small states. I mean, New Hampshire, I mean, Connecticut, I mean, small state. Now, Connecticut, that is a creepy, creepy state. And there's a lot of uh, witness protection program things that go on there. And, and CIA people live there and, and a lot of hoaxes, if you know what I mean. But what I'm saying is, is they're getting ready to strike. Now, Mike Adams of uh, Natural News fed me intel the other day, a week ago, and I said it on here. But sometimes I need to repeat because not everybody hears every show. I need to keep telling myself that. And what he found out, he interviewed the the uh, top heads of the um, DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, and the, he wanted to get the intel on what what you know what's happening, what is the parameters looking like right now, what's the, the scorecard? And they said to him, they said, Mike, uh, we have been wargaming this scenario going into the election and onwards. We've, we've, we've wargamed it, 100 different scenarios. And our goal is to find diplomacy and a diplomatic means to, you know, with, with the left, with the liberals, but they're not, you know, with communists, basically. What's going on here with the uh, screen? <laughs> so anyways, um, basically, this is what they said to him. They said, Mike uh, Adams, uh, here's, here's, here's the deal. We've wargamed it, the scenario, and, and the conclusion is the same. There's going to be a hot, bloody war in the streets of America 
in in every major city that has a uh, that the Democrats have a stronghold stranglehold over, and that's what we got to look forward to. It is a civil war, but it's really a world war fashioned and styled in, as a civil war. So that's what we have to look forward to going into the election and into January. So um, I totally, you know, I hope that answers questions you might have asked. Well, I, I would yeah. like to uh, dial back real quick. When you were talking about the military possibly, you know, deal, handing out these vaccines, not handing out, but you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if a lot of our viewers know, but there was a law instituted back in 2004 called Project BioShield. And basically it allows the military to utilize and implement non-FDA approved medical care and vaccines because the safety testing that they don't do for vaccines takes so long that they needed to be able to rush to get it to the public or the military. And then follow that up with 2005, um, the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act. That's what it's called. They came out in 2005, which took all accountability away from the vaccine manufacturer. So it was like a domino effect of you're screwed. Um, we're going to push this on you. And then by the way, there's no um, accountability that you can seek if you're harmed. So this is something that people should fear. Yeah. Project Bi BioShield. Actually, Mike, we spoke about that. How many months ago was that? Remember we did an article on it? God. Three, four, six. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We, we, yeah, we spoke about it. Right? God. Well, well you guys are so smart. I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Chris, uh, Chris May, thanks very much for joining us today on the Real Deal Report. And everybody out there, don't forget to like and subscribe. And also don't forget to occasionally contribute to paypal.me uh, slash Mike Barra or any of the other PayPals that are out there. Um, we will be back again tomorrow with another edition of the Real Deal Report. And then Saturday, we're going to do a special Saturday night live stream. Hopefully some of the ladies will join us. Dean? Top five. I, I want to do top five guilty pleasure songs. Top five guilty I want to do top five guilty pleasure songs. And I'll tell you what. Uh, there might be some Rick Springfield in there for me. I really do. And I, I may have a surprise for Saturday. Um, I may have uh, someone, someone told me I need to tickle some ovaries. So I might do no. that Saturday night. Yeah. Somebody uh, left a comment on my Facebook about, I don't even remember, but I misread it as tickling my ovaries. And I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. That, I, I Yes. Thank you for being with us, Kristen. You're gone. No. Um, okay. <laughs> thank you again. Like subscribe, comment either on Dean's channel or my channel or both. Uh, hit us with the PayPal if you can. We'll see you back again tomorrow with some more real news. And we'll see you Saturday night. Sounds like we're going to have a great show on Saturday Night Live. So thanks for being with us. We're going to keep this under an hour. Stay tuned and be prepared for Saturday. Something big may happen, although that's just a rumor. Thanks a lot, guys. And we'll see you again tomorrow on The Real Deal Report. Yeah, yeah. Everything's all good. And I can understand why you're rolling through your hood. Yeah, boys by your side. Everything's looking up and that's all right. It's a beautiful sunny day and all I can say is everybody grab